Hello, my name's Emily Hello. and this is Emily's Escape Pods. Uh, today I'm very excited to be interviewing uh, David and Katie from Escape One Algarve. Um, I've played all three of their games, um, the Atlantis, Final Call and uh, the Laboratory and I've enjoyed all three of them. So without much further, ado, without, well, without further ado, uh, Katie and David, hello. 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 Uh, thank you very much for going uh, to the interview today. Um, and how, how are you guys? How, how's the Algarve treating you? It's hot. It's, it's, yeah, it's hot. And empty. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's treating us well, though. We're, we're all fitting healthy here, so yeah, can't, can't complain, complain too much. Uh, just be nice if there's a few more people around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's, how's the UK? Meh. Um, yeah. It's kind of yeah, warm. That's why we left. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a kind of warm, and everyone's complaining about how hot it is, um, and then people will complain when it rains. <laughs> I will send them over here, then they'll complain how hot it is. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish. <laughs> um, as so, I'll crack on straight with the first question. Um, so, can you tell me um, a bit about why you decided to get into uh, the escape room industry? And about how long have you been running your business? Uh, well, we've been running, we opened just over two years ago. Um, the whole process started about two and a half years ago when we played our first escape room. Um, we, well, Katie discovered them online looking for something to do one Christmas break. We always, we always yeah. used to go away before we had yeah. an escape room. Um, and we went to Lisbon that year and yeah, we were just looking for something different to do, something that the kids would enjoy. Um, and I came across this concept of escape rooms. So we went and did one and we came out going, that was brilliant. Why aren't there any of those in the Elgar? And uh, it kind of went on from there. It is basically that simple. We were in the right place at the right time. We happened to come into some money. Uh, David was getting very fed up with the work that he was doing at the time um and so and i'd come back and literally sat down and started scribbling out ideas for an escape room in our garage so um yeah everything kind of came together at the at the same time and we just did it pretty much yeah. that's cool so what did you guys do before and how did what and how did that previous experience help you uh, get things started well, i was working in a boatyard as a the last 12 years since we since we came out to Portugal working in a boatyard doing fiberglass repairs and paint work and sort of hands-on-y creative stuff like that. Yeah, um, which has helped us a lot, especially in Atlantis, because a lot of our props are homemade by him. They are um, pretty cool props as well. Um, <laughs> I really liked how colourful it was when I played it. Like, it's a really beautiful, colourful room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Most of that side of things comes from Katie, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's kind of practical creative, and I'm more kind of inspirational creative. Um, although most of my career has been in retail um, or hotel work, you know, any of that kind of bouncing along from uh, from job to job, and then oh, I took some time out to raise some kids, um, and uh, but my passions and my skills have always been uh, in art so uh, yeah it kind of we kind of came together mm. in a 
fairly perfect way for that. And of course, all the retail experience. Um, and I'd also had a bit of social media management experience as well. So all of that helped immensely. Perfect. So, so you two run the escape room together. So, I mean, you've basically answered my second question, like how your skills complement each other. Um, is it a lot of fun running it with, with running it together? Uh, how, how do you find it, Katie, running in a business with David? Is it, is it? It depends yeah. on what we're doing. It depends yeah. on what stage the business is in. We very much enjoy working together, spending it's, time together. It's a lot of fun running the games together. Building the games together, <laughs> that's stressful. Um, but we, uh, we have very, very, we're two very, very different people, um, who kind of just kind of have the, the, the really important things in common. So, um, he comes at everything from one side, from one angle, from one opinion, and I come at it from the other. So there's quite a lot of friction, but we do feel that that way of doing it, um, results in the best game possible because he's because i come in and go wouldn't it be cool if and he comes back with yes but (laughs) either explain why we can't possibly on earth do that (laughs) or then have to go off and learn how to do that i mean yeah i mean the latter set well it does sound like fun because you'd be like okay how can i do this like sort of like reverse engineer how to how to build a, a kraken (laughs) <laughs> yes yes we have um you know it, it starts off with this basic kind of plan of puzzles and then we just well i take the story and run with it because i do writing as well um so uh and then yeah he just has to basically build the foundation that i <laughs> that i build the dream room on that i make the dream room so yeah it works really well doesn't it Except for the near divorce by the end of it. So, you know, if we make a game, it gets more stressful, more stressful, more stressful. Oh my God, I need space. And then we start running games and it's lovely. And then we make games again. And then we run games and we swear we're not going to make any more games for a year. And then we end up making games again. Yeah, that's what we did. Well, well, at least you're never going to be bored. <laughs> no, that is true. I've not been bored in two and a half years. That's good. Um, uh, so, I know, like a lot of the local economy in the old Gav, you rely quite heavily on tourism for your customers. Um, how have you had to change your business to help you get through like, the pandemic? I know you touched on it in the intro, how quiet it's been. Yeah, it's, um, we do generally rely on the tourists through the summer months. Um, business was starting to pick up for us during the winter. Um, last winter, we had a few really good months just before COVID hit with the locals but uh, certainly this time of year uh, like july august september we're normally relying on the tourists but there is very few of them around we've only got the local portuguese tourists here at the moment uh, so yes it is very quiet so uh so yeah, the last few months we've been converting all the games for online play so that uh, people like yourselves sitting in england or america or new zealand or wherever else they've come from qa Germany can come and play our games. So, yeah. Um, I did notice on, on your website you've got like a choice of online or um, in person for each game. So, I mean, it's good that you've managed to do that for, for, for all of your rooms. I know some of the people that I've spoken to have only managed to do it for like one or two rooms. 
Um, yeah, well, we thought we were only going to be able to do the one originally. We opened the lab first, and it seemed like the simplest one to try and transform for online. That was very early um, days. That was when the first few people were yeah. opening their rooms, and we were like, because at first we were like, this is naff. We were just going to want to play escape room and Zoom. Uh, yeah, we didn't believe in the concept originally. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then we thought, oh no, we better jump on this bandwagon. <laughs> We did try one and, and we were quite surprised at how immersive it still was so uh, yeah we gave it a go and converted the lab and we we never thought that Atlantis and Final Call would work online. Um, and they wouldn't have at first. The only reason that they work is because of the uh, software developments that have been made by others who are determined to make yeah. something out of this as well so um, uh, you know we've been working in tandem and it's been uh, it's been quite a wild ride, um, but yeah, we've got Atlantis on, which obviously has a few lighting issues, um, uh, um, which we've overcome, um, and the same with Final Call. They were the main things that we thought would be the problem, um, and Final Call, especially, we're very proud of because we've really managed to integrate that into the software um, to a enable us to achieve the like the really kind of immersive effects that we were going for. So. Uh, yeah yeah i have to say uh, what i really liked about final call was the story um because you're, you're in a wedding uh, like a wedding dress shop of all places during a zombie apocalypse trying to get to an airport and that yeah, was like <laughs> that was like so cool i was just like, i would never <laughs> have thought of that in a million years but it works really well uh especially with all we the props you can get in there sorry we just wanted something that was as surreal as possible I was like, what is the absolute most least zombie-like place you can think of? And let's just pour blood all over it. So, yeah, that was quite fun. Putting the blood on the wedding dress. That was, that was good. I was like, yes, let's make this. My daughter was like, no, don't touch the dress. Here comes the blood. <laughs> it sounds like you had a lot of fun making that one then. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> um, so... With the changes that you've made moving forward, what do you, what would you do differently if you had the chance, and what would you keep? It's like this is like the job interview question. I'm sorry. <laughs> in terms of the actual on, in terms of the online stuff that we've been doing, um, I don't think there's much we could do differently. We put um, well, we we didn't none of them is it possibly the lab. We did in a hurry you know we really thought about both atlantis and especially final call in order to because the lab got such great reviews and everyone loved it so we were like right we've got to live up to that we can't just throw something out so we really did uh, try and make it the best that we could um and uh, the only thing that we'd say we might regret is right at the beginning we did try and put a digital game out which we kind of didn't yeah, when, when, um, when, when we first shut down and we started seeing people pop up with little games online, we thought, oh, yeah, we want to get something out there so we can keep some little trickle of money coming in. And we just very quickly came up with a, a digital game that really doesn't live up to, to our expectations as, you know, our We failed our ourselves. Qualities. We um, failed ourselves, Emily. It's still out there if anyone really wants to go and find it. Don't, we don't, don't go and find it. We don't advertise it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We, we can cut this bit out. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine to have it so, in yeah. there. But it's, um... Yeah, I mean, looking back, we wouldn't have bothered rushing to make that. Um, which, you know, 
we'd have gone straight into thinking about the lab maybe. Yeah. Um, the only other regret was possibly not getting the things done a few weeks earlier. You know, we sat there for a few weeks looking at other escape rooms, doing it, saying that's not going to work, which we've obviously been proven quite wrong. So I don't we know. Could have, we could have opened the lab a few weeks earlier, maybe. We could have opened the lab a few weeks earlier, but I don't think we could have opened Atlantis or Final Call any earlier because... No, because those did, we, like, we wouldn't have been able to open them until we got this the, the telescope inventory that uh, has made those games so good, I think. Yeah. So. And to be fair, that um, because one of the biggest problems, um, slightly off topic to the question, but the biggest problems that are we as escape room owners and possibly others as well, um, have faced is getting our name out there because yeah. we've gone from being this little local escape room to suddenly we're on a we're in a global you know we've got a global audience and we're we're fighting everybody else. I mean we're all we all we're, we all love each other. Everyone knows that the uh, the the escape room kind of owner community is massively massively supportive, but we are now in a way that we never were actually in competition for each other. Yeah. So, um, and advertising is next to impossible. So, and we have the added problem here of we're only offering these rooms in English and all of our advertising um, efforts um, for our physical games are in Portuguese because they're aimed at the locals because we're, you get the tourists in anyway. So we're trying to get a name for ourselves with the locals. So, and we couldn't do that at all, obviously with these. So we didn't know where to start. So. Um, the, the, the directories and getting involved with the Facebook uh, community and everything has really been life-saving for us. I know that there's um, we've got good games, but getting the words out there has been, uh, you know, uh, we, and again, Telescope has helped a lot with that as well, I think, with that marvellous little button right at the end for rate us. Um, <laughs> Is that really helped? It very much, we think. Um, it's kept us very near, you know, all three games are on the first two pages aren't they of the main directory that that people seem to use so so we're very thankful we just, I mean, and the games so far seem to live up to people's expectations yeah i mean uh, as a final call i mean as well as like the the really cool story um it, the jump there's there's quite a few jump scares in there and that was so much fun like because it's that little scream then you laugh because you know you've been scared there was a couple of them that i really enjoyed <laughs> yeah, I think they're the, I think they're the only. Well, they're, pro they're probably not the only, but uh, certainly as far as escape rooms go, I think maybe they're the only jump scares that actually make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to go for our way scary because we're not scary people. We're just yeah. not sure. We can pull it off, but we can pull off taking the mick out of ourselves. No, it's it's really good. It's like camp scary. Like a, yes. like a campy horror film, which I really like. So it's like, it's a little bit scary, but also quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what do you think the future holds uh, for you and, and anyone else working in the industry sort of going forward? Gosh, what does the future hold for anyone at the moment? Who um, knows? Scary time, isn't it? It is a scary time and we're living very much practically day to day. Um, you know, we just don't know. Our physical rooms are beginning to pick up a little bit, but it's still a long way from you know anything we needed. 
Um, the digital booms this week have fallen a little bit, but that's not to say the next week won't be brilliant again. We are beginning to see a little bit of a change in our audience. We're beginning to get more um, casual players rather than enthusiasts. Yeah. Now, most of the enthusiasts have played most of our games now. Um, so, you know, the word is beginning to spread, but it's going to take a lot of time before it's mainstream. Um, so, yeah, we've got no idea. Just hope. I think for the industry in general, we'll be fine. The industry yeah. is going to survive this. No problem. In fact, this is, in some ways, it's almost helped because it's really brought um, the owners together and it's also made a lot of the owners think hard about their games and how they can improve them. We've made improvements to the physical games um, based on what we yeah. did. Yeah, the process of converting the games to online play has obviously made us relook at the games because there is certain things that won't work online and we have had to tweak some things here and there. And it has made us look at some of the games and think, well, actually, this could work better in person. So we're leaving them as they are for now and it does seem to be helping. So it has actually forced us to, to take a look at our games again and, and make some improvements in them. Uh, and I think and another thing is that overall the quality of, I might get shot for saying this, <laughs> overall the quality of escape games I think will improve because yeah. the companies that are making it through are the companies that have made the effort to do this, to get their games online or find something else mm -hmm. to do, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas um, if, if I can generalise in a massive way, um, owners that have got into it just to make money and so yeah. therefore aren't part of the online community that we've built you know and haven't realized what they can do are sometimes have games of a lesser standard yeah <laughs> um and you know if they're the ones that don't make it through because they haven't you know just said oh this isn't going to work and moved on to the next endeavor then uh, hopefully the, the overall quality of games will go up because you've got people that are passionate about it running them yeah um, I think, uh, anyone i mean obviously i don't think anyone really expected this to go on for this long we certainly didn't you know we when we shut down we were thinking well you know yeah we'll be closed for a month or two and then it'll be fine again um and it's now been four or five months um, so nobody really expects it to go on this long, so I think there's probably is owners out there that have just closed and were sitting there waiting for it all to blow over. Yeah. And those sort of people, I think, I can't imagine how they could carry on surviving. Depends um, they got rent deals or not. They're not doing anything. So we didn't get a rent deal. So yeah, any proactive <laughs> owners that are doing whatever they can to, to keep some money coming in, I think we'll get through it and we'll survive. And also, I think a lot of owners have realised the importance of the story and the drama in the yeah. games which uh, may have been lacking beforehand um you know it's kind of it, it's it's like there's escape games at one end the theaters at the other and we're both kind of coming together with this new kind of concept of immersive immersive theater you know immersive entertainment we've realized that the more entertaining the game is the better it sells um and the and the theaters are kind of realizing that they need to bring their their audience into the uh, into the show a little bit more. So, but we're coming at it from the opposite direction. We, we used to just throw them in there and let them get on with it, but yeah. now, no, it's, so, uh, it's good. yeah, I've noticed it's really good because what 
playing escape because I've played a lot of escape escape rooms. I'm not quite at the enthusiast level, but I've played loads. <laughs> I've played loads. Um, um, I've noticed when you go in, the first thing they do is do all the health and safety, and that kind of takes you out of it a bit. But you have to do it, and then they go into character. But when you're doing it online, you're going straight in. And yeah. it's that, that, that we like you say, it's really immersive and that does make it a lot more fun. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm playing like a, I'm playing like a little play or something. And it's, and another thing that I've also noticed, I don't know if um, you, you've seen this as well, is I've got some friends who've never played an escape room in person, but have come and played with us uh, just because it's something different to do while they're stuck at home. And it makes yeah. a change from drinking gin over Zoom. Is that okay? We'll play an escape room and then drink gin. Preferably <laughs> that way around, yeah. You can do both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you can drink gin while you're playing the escape room when you're doing it at home. That's a bonus, <laughs> I suppose. Not for the um, game master, generally, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could drink gin and, and play an escape room. I like to think that I can... I get really competitive, so I have to keep my wits yeah. about me. So have you, have you seen a lot of like first time players come in, in who are... Uh... We've had a couple, two or three groups have been first timers, I think. Um, I say when we, when we first started doing it, it was pretty much all enthusiasts. Um, there's a sort of core enthusiast group on all, on all the Facebook groups and, and chat rooms and things like that. And they're, of course, desperate to play rooms, so they've been running out and playing whatever they can as soon as anything opens, you know. Um, so they were playing everything first. But we have had a few groups more recently um, of first-timers. We had we done, we done hosted a, a, a Zoom socially distanced bachelorette party the other week, um, and they, they loved it. They said that that was the first escape room they'd ever done. Um, that sounds oh, yeah. like that sounds like it might have been a handful in person. So, <laughs> yeah, they weren't too bad actually. Um, they well, presumably they'd not been drinking. Actually, they didn't sound particularly drunk, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, uh, drunk players in rooms. Let's uh, not go there. That's a whole oh. yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Um, I'm not very good with drunk people when I'm sober, so I don't know how you would cope with a drunk person in an escape room. No, well, say so normally when we're running the room, it's not too bad so long as they're not destroying things. Because in an escape room, normally in person, then yeah, we sort of put them in the room and we leave them to it. You know, we'll send them hints if they're not getting very far, but we don't generally have to deal with them and interact with them during the game. Um, we, which is one of the differences now. We're playing online and we're in there, then we are interacting with them. So it's probably harder to deal with drunk people playing online than it is in person. But luckily, we've not had to do that. That I know of, anyway. Um, <laughs> You were saying about um, the immersion, the, 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 the first part, you know, with all the uh, health and safety and all that. We actually only do that with one of our rooms. The lab was our first room and it yes. was, um, and we did it very traditionally. We've got this little lobby and, you know, we come in and we say, is this your first escape room? And they always say yes. And we go, okay, so, you know, you need to do this and not this and, not, and so on and so forth. And then we put them in. But, um, well, uh, due to space restrictions in our second place, because we actually have two locations, um, uh, we uh, decided to do it a little bit differently, didn't we? It was um, it was kind of an organic. Everything we do is an organic process. We're not good at planning. 
Um, and uh, so we ended up um, with the uh, with Atlantis in particular. Um, we bring everyone in to the submarine. I think I can say that online. Everyone knows of the submarine. Yeah. Uh, we we bring everyone into the submarine. Captain David here brings everyone into the submarine. Occasionally, Captain Katie. Not very often, though. Um, and um, we leave them in there. Um, but we've got all the guidelines like written in massive letters on the side of the uh, of the submarine. So everyone just kind of sits there and reads them and talks about it. And then we just um, tell them that we're, uh, well, we, uh, we kind of throw them into the game. It sometimes takes them a couple of minutes to realise they've started. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> we do like yes, to we go. We disappear to do some final checks around the submarine and then, uh, and then we very politely ask them to press a button for us, which uh, suddenly sends them diving down into the deeps. Without the captain. So. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> so, that's always quite hilarious. But um, yeah, and final call is the same kind of thing. We do go through the, uh, the guidelines, but we do it in a very themed manner. Yeah. Um, because of course, final call is uh, the physical game is um, you have gone like for an official kind of test to make sure that you're worthy to, to, to get on the plane. Um, so it can be much more of a kind of obvious puzzles kind of room um and we but the really great thing is that we get to be mean to everyone oh that's awesome because it's like <laughs> because it's like you know military training kind of a thing almost so when yeah. so when we're sending through hints we can be sarcastic and we can be mean <laughs> it's really good it's really good because we have to be so nice to everyone and all the other games yeah, that, that's that does sound like funny. It reminds me of Glados from Portal. So, um, <laughs> just being quite mean. Um, yeah, that must be quite quite cool. So, this is the final question. It's uh, I think the hardest one. Um, can Come you on. sell? <laughs> can you sell yourself to any potential customers who might be listening? Why should you play your games? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You should be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should play our games because they are, well, mostly because they are made with love and care. We have made every effort that we can to make sure that they are original, uh, innovative, different. We've paid attention to puzzles, uh, you know, kind of different types of puzzles. And one thing that uh, one of our reviewers did say about us, um, not on a review, I don't think, but to us afterwards, was that the thing that they loved about all three of our games was that they were totally and completely different from each other. They had no idea what to expect. And each game has its own feeling, its own storyline, its own way of happening. Um, you know, we, we try not to get into any kind of uh, you know, um, a rot, if you, yeah. if you like. Um, yeah. you, know, you, you can't say, oh, well, that was an escape from an old arm game. <laughs> so um, I think, yeah, you should play one because then you'll realise how awesome it is and then you'll want to play the others. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely um, say that's true because I played all three of them and I enjoyed all three of them for very, very different reasons. Um, and is there going to be a fourth game? at any point no <laughs> not well we don't don't have 
we don't have any other games to convert. We only have three rooms. Yeah, we okay. have actually one that have physical space, three. unless we do do that one that I came up with right at the beginning in my garage. All right, okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> well, no spoilers. We are, we are trying to come up with some other stuff for people. Um, we do appreciate that there's some people out there that still can't play escape rooms, but they don't really like the idea of the avatar-led rooms. Yeah. Um, so we are in the process of making a digital version of the laboratory, which people will be able to play online themselves without a GM. Which should be um, super cool. It should feel very much like you're actually in the room playing it yourself. I think we've managed to pull off and the kind of actual feeling of it quite well. And it's going to be the super difficult version as well, because all the puzzles like that we had right from the beginning and that have come and gone or whatever have been put back in. So oh, nice. It'll be a nice, tough one, because the lab's not a particularly easy game. Um, generally anyway so uh, it's going to be good fun there was, there was a few puzzles that got dropped out and sim a couple of others that got simplified a little bit for the online version so it's been restored to its full glory yes for the digital version so, so we're just um we're just kind of tidying up um and a little bit uh waiting for the software to catch up with us um uh, and then we'll be launching that one, I think, because funnily enough, we've not had so much success in the UK market. It's been oh. mostly Americans um, yeah. that have been playing with us. But from what we have experienced and seen, the UK doesn't seem to be quite so into the Avatar games. Yeah, I've, more into the digital games. Yeah, um, when I when I started advertising the uh, podcast, it was mostly sort of Americans and Canadians that were reaching out. I think you and there's an, another person, the only British couple, well, the only the three only British person, people even. Sorry, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> are the only sort of British people who are, who are doing sort of online avatar escape, escape rooms. So it's, I think we're either a little bit far behind or I don't know what, what we're doing. There's been- There seems to be, most of them, I. They played one avatar game and it wasn't a great one and that's it they're not going to try again or they just don't like the idea in the first yeah. place and they want to do the digital the and that's fine probably comes down to the fact that i think the british are a bit too polite to want to boss somebody around for an hour that is uh, true we did have a British. The few groups we have had played from from england are, are very polite oh they're so us. polite do you mind going over here do you mind opening that lock could you possibly put that number into that padlock for me <laughs> <laughs> i have noticed that I, I, yes, when i play i'm like i'm ever just sorry but could you just <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm really like, sorry I don't want to <laughs> Whereas we know full well that if they were in the room playing with each other, they'd be yelling at each other, <laughs> not asking them nicely. You know? Why yeah. haven't you checked that tool yet? <laughs> no. Anyway, yes, but, we are no more physical rooms because we have physically run out of space unless we think up something amazing. Um, but we do have the lab and that's in the works at the moment. We are currently discussing, it's the creative stage for something a bit more epic. Um, we're hoping to um, give we'll come up with another digital game that will hopefully be a sort of two hour, three, two to three hour play job. Yeah, very um, story driven, but this one's going to be kind of a, a journey through the town. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that, that sounds like fun. 
Yeah. And we're now beginning to talk about um, themed rooms as well. This is very much in this, but we're kind of saying, well, there's two months till Halloween. The Americans like their themed rooms. Should we come up with a Halloween room? Um, and we do have a Christmas room that we did a couple of years ago that we may resurrect. So you can keep keep your eyes peeled, you know. Yeah. Don't, so anyone listening, uh, keep your eyes peeled for uh, Escape One for anything new coming out because it's going to be a lot of fun, whatever it is. <laughs> we hope so. That's the game. That's the aim of the game. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we've come to the end of the interview now. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. And um, that's all right. And anyone who's listening who wants to. Um, uh, play uh, uh, Escape One. Um, you can go to escape escapepointelgarve.com. Is that right? That is right. And yeah, you can check that's out their one, games there. That's a one O N E, not the number one. Uh, so the the website is um, you can either go to uh, escape one Algarve. It's all one word. dot com, um, or if you can't be bothered to type all that in, then just e one a dot pt will also take you there awesome so thank you very much for your time and um enjoy sunny algarve and we will do our best <laughs>